Another episode of Radio Rounds, the podcast interview series presented by St. Louis Children's Hospital, featuring leading Washington University physicians covering pediatric topics of interest to doctors and healthcare professionals. Here's Melanie Cole. 3D printing is a relatively new, rapidly expanding method of manufacturing that has found numerous applications in the healthcare sector. St. Louis Children's Hospital, one of the premier children's hospitals in the United States, recently opened a new medical 3D printing center at the BJC Institute of Health at Washington University School of Medicine. My guests to tell us about that exciting center today are Dr. Gautam Singh. He's a Washington University pediatric cardiologist at St. Louis Children's Hospital, and Dr. Pamela Woodard. She's a professor of radiology and biomedical engineering at the Mallinckrock Institute of Radiology of Washington University. Welcome to the show, doctors. Dr. Woodard, I'd like to start with you. How does 3D printing work? Explain a little bit for the listeners about the evolution of it. What really is it? Okay. 3D printing um, can be uh, traced back to 1986 um, when uh, initially people started using this to uh, manufacture uh, parts. wasn't a medical use at, at that point, but over the course of the last several years, um, it's been adopted to take uh, uh, take our two-dimensional images, which we obtain from CT and MRI, and to create objects that a physician can hold in their hand. So if you can see a bone or a heart on a CT scan or an MRI scan, then uh, we can actually take that and uh, using uh, printing substances print a three-dimensional object that the surgeon can hold and use for for surgical planning or um, that a referring physician can use um, uh, for procedural planning. Dr. Singh, before we get into some of the benefits of 3D printing and really this expanding use in healthcare, tell us a little bit about the history of the 3D printing at St. Louis Children's Hospital. How did that come about? So the 3D printing came first uh, it was utilized uh, in our pediatric uh, plastic surgery arena. Um, one of our surgeons uh, wanted to see if we can re- print some exact replica of certain segments of the bones or facial structure, and he brought in the first 3D printer in 2014. That's the time when we started printing uh, these uh, 3D models of the different segments of the body, especially the face and craniofacial structure. Um, I might just add to that uh, what Dr. Woodard explained is that uh, 3D printing was utilized uh, in aerospace industry much earlier. Uh, Boeing over here at uh, St. Louis they started using in their field uh, way back in in 1990s for their Dreamliner when they were in they started working on this uh, new aeroplane. We knew about 3D printing for quite some time, but we didn't really really applied it. But we felt the need, uh, particularly in our surgical field, uh, congenital heart disease and cardiac defects, that where it would have been the most uh, useful and very helpful technology that could have helped in uh, 
designing and adding to the complex cardiac surgery that we perform, our surgeons perform in cardiac um, for complex heart defect. So it started in 2014 here, but it rapidly evolved. And since last year, uh, we actually, first time, uh, we installed the 3D printing, which uh, became fully functional uh, beginning of this year, sometime in April this year. So this is a rather short history, but it's proving very, very useful uh, for surgical planning and uh, surgical uh, evolving surgical technique that it is applied over there. So Dr. Woodard, tell us about some of the benefits of 3D printing in the healthcare field. It must really be unending. And while you're telling other providers about some of the uses that you can use these for, also touch on whether or not you think that it's it's eventually maybe going to be used in things like transplant or to help create some biologic organs. Tell us about the uses. Sure. So right now, um, the uses are printing uh, from CT and MRI images, allowing the surgeons to take uh, what we often see two-dimensionally um, and uh, actually hold the structure in their hands. So we have children who have very complex congenital heart disease, um, essentially uh, where parts of their hearts are in places where um, in normal people they usually aren't. And the surgeons have to go in and uh, correct um, pathways, um, uh, you know, for the, the, the blood progression. And so by having something that they can hold in their hands prior to going into surgery, it allows them to uh, visually uh, see what they're going to see in the operating room. So um, for these congenital heart patients, um, taking what we, what we image and making three-dimensional structures has been very useful to them in their pre-surgical planning. Um, in uh, plastic surgery, um, our plastic surgeons have found that taking the bones and being able to assess them um, as three-dimensional objects uh, you know, structures that they can hold prior to going into the OR um, allow them to um, to, to you know, plan before they go into surgery. They can also take the structures that they see, and if they need to put in prosthetic devices, um, plates, they can um, form fit them before they get into the OR um, and, and have what they need ready to go, shortening the operative time. So those are some of the um, very practical current applications. Um, in addition, with um, prosthetic devices, um, we've made artificial hands um, and limbs. Uh, they, these can be printed as well. Um, they involve an electronic component, but um, for people who um, need prostheses, uh, 3D printing is often a way to go to make the, the device actually fit um, and be um, fit accustomed to uh, their, their own um, uh, physical structure. So to personalize the, the device. Um, in the future, you mentioned transplant. And um, there are new techniques. They're, they're very, very new. But printing with cellular materials so that you could print portions of liver tissue or splenic tissue or pancreatic tissue or renal tissue to perform certain functions um, is on the horizon. And so these aren't available yet, but um, with certain types of of printers that can print cellular materials. People in the laboratory are printing uh, hepatic tissue that can um, 
allow certain functions um, of the the liver to occur um, without a, you know without the organ them, it, itself. Dr. Singh, how can a pediatrician utilize this information and this amazing technology that you're using there at St. Louis Children's Hospital? And tell them how they would get involved, what it is you want them to know about looking into this and exploring the options. So the 3D printing has provided and uh, is uh, getting into what's now called personalized medicine and precision medicine. So one appliance or one uh, apparatus doesn't fit all, and uh, this has led to a situation where a patient is specific um, computer designed and material can be printed to precise uh, dimensions for that patient and if the pediatricians are looking into some kind of uh, um, providing a very specific therapy for certain th- certain conditions uh, 3d printed uh, segments of the body can be useful to provide an aid to 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 really recreate a specific kind of surgery that can be done so they can reach out uh, to their patient care provider and asking if uh, a 3d printing uh, prosthesis or appliances or anything that can be helpful in designing and um, developing a very patient-specific um, surgery or, or intervention that could be, uh, that could be, um, that could be designed, actually. I'll just give you an, one example. Uh, now, the, with the advent of a uh, non-invasive but catheter-based uh, prosthetic valve implantation in um, heart, um, uh, it is feasible to decide whether that valve implant can work and the heart where it is going to be implanted can accommodate. We can print the heart um, and then give a trial um, that a particular type of prosthetic valve can be accommodated and can be implanted even before we do that in real time and thereby we can be certain whether it's a feasible intervention to perform on that specific patient for that specific reason. So I think these are some of the things that can be uh, can be utilized and realized at this time, uh, and pediatricians can reach out to their care provider of the patients to see if this technology can be an application for the precision medicine or precision technique um, treatment uh, for the patient. Dr. Woodard, as as we wrap up, what does this mean for the future of healthcare as as far as diagnosis, treatment, and what else would a referring pediatrician need to know about medical 3D printing? What can they expect from your team after referral insofar as your communication with the physician and your team approach? Sure. Let me answer your last question first um, in terms of uh, what they could expect. Uh, What they'll be able to expect is excellent pre-surgical planning, um, printed 
a printed roadmap, essentially, for the surgeons who are working here at St. Louis Children's Hospital, um, a, a method of determining uh, exactly what the best surgical procedure is for their child. Um, Follow-up, the surgeons will often take these models and show the, the families exactly what they're planning to do. Um, the models help in understanding both uh, for the, the surgical team, but also for the, the patient and, and those caring for them um, in terms of, of relatives. In terms of what, what the future holds, the future holds uh, innumerable possibilities. As we discussed, printing, printing uh, tissues specific to the patient themselves, um, printing prosthetic devices that, as um, Gautam, Dr. Singh just mentioned, are, uh, are personalized so that they fit the patient specifically. Um, essentially, 3D printing opens up a, a world of opportunities for us as physicians um, in terms of treating our patients. What an amazing center and what a fascinating topic. Dr. Singh, last word to you. Tell us about developing these accurate, high-quality models and what your team has produced models for. Kind of wrap it up with your best information for other providers about this surgical research or medical needs that they might have. So, so far, in very short period of time since we have established this uh, full-functioning 3D printing center, um, the, the 3D model has been printed for a wide range of uh, applications for in plastic surgery, in orthopedic surgery, in craniofacial surgery, and of course uh, for um, uh, cardiac surgery or especially for congenital heart surgery. Um, so far in three, so, or rather six months short period, we have printed about 76 cardiac model for uh, patient's education, uh, device uh, implantation, and of course, surgical planning. Um, the plastic surgeons who have been using it uh, since 2014, when the first 3D printer was installed, um, they have been using and we have more than 200 uh, applications and models printed uh, uh, in that field. So. I think uh, we uh, we are uh, on verge of uh, providing even a wider range of services. Recently, we printed a entire spinal um, uh, vertebral column for a patient who has a very um, complex uh, uh, defect of the vertebral uh, spinal column, and uh, it proved very useful in in providing uh, what precise surgery would be needed. So I think there is a wide arena, and as Dr. Woodard said, the scope and potential for application is very, very wide, and uh, it will certainly take a lot of effort and uh, resources to develop it further, but we are very much excited about providing services to for our patients, uh, for people in this state, and if uh, required in Midwest, that uh, as we are only few of the centers that have this capability of uh, doing 3D printing. Amazing. Thank you both for joining us today. What a fascinating topic. Thank you again for all the work that you're doing. A physician can refer a patient by calling Children's Direct Physician Access Line at 1-800-678-HELP. 
That's 1-800-678-4357. You're listening to Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital. For more information on resources available at St. Louis Children's Hospital, you can go to stlouischildrens.org. That's stlouischildrens.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.